Hey everyone, and welcome to Artist Avenue. This time I got the chance to sit down with Anthony Ojeda, a talented young man who has had a very interesting go of it. So please, sit back and enjoy. I, I was just stunned at how, like, I didn't realize I had, how I much used to have shit. a whole shelf dedicated to nothing but Star Wars toys. <laughs> oh man. I, I guess, actually it's an interesting story what happened to, to my collection. I could say that for the cast of you. Well, we're actually recording oh, now, so keep talking. Are we? <laughs> yeah, um, well, oh man, I, I, when, I was, when I was a kid, like, um, you know, I grew up mainly with my sister. Okay. And, you know, my parents. Are, is it just two? Yeah. Two kids? Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, I had my mom and my dad. My dad's a trucker. He's always been a trucker. So he was out a week at that Over time. Over the road, like, like a long Two weeks trucker. at a time. Okay, yeah. So when he came... You know, I was still a little kid, so we used to go to like the flea market, and we'd we'd go through the toy table. Yeah, and absolutely. And all all the little gems in there. And since I grew up with him watching like uh, Alien, Predators, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, all that stuff. Wait a second. How old? You're not. The, oh, you're, how old are you now? Now twenty. Okay. So if you're that's you're like four, or five <laughs> yeah. when you're watching Aliens and Predators because that stuff he, came uh, out like fifteen. I don't. I don't think he ever really like said, oh. Let's watch this, because you know I was a little kid. But I, I saw it, I think he was watching Predator, because that's the earliest memory I have of it. Okay. It was either that or Terminator 2. And I walked in on it, and I just, I always loved it. I always loved horror and right. action, sci-fi, all that stuff. And so that led to me just, as a little kid, you know, you see the toy, you're like, oh, I have to have it. And I didn't know at the time that these were actually, like, pretty nice collectibles. Like, the, the, the rare ones, you, can, you can't find them. We would get them at a solid price. Right. You know? It'd be like uh, five action figures for like ten bucks, something like that. Not even, and they were like nice scale. Right, right. No, I, uh, I know which ones you're talking about. And then we'd go at the time when Toys R Us actually had like good toys <laughs> when they made <laughs> they quality don't have shit. That. Yeah, I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. I remember, I remember there used to be this whole section dedicated to like RoboCop, and I had these really <laughs> nice RoboCop figures, and, and I think that's where my sister, if I behaved, since I, I mainly stayed with her, you know, my dad would get me like a toy here. Older there. sister, like much yeah, older. Yeah, yeah. She, she's uh, ten years older. Than okay. Me. And uh, so she took care of me a lot. Okay. And okay. Uh, whenever we be, whenever I behaved, you know, I was doing good in school. Not doing anything too reckless. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, every once in a while, she'd go out, you know, because she was a teen at the time. So she'd go out to the mall. If she was working there, she'd take me just, you know, just to hang out something. And uh, at the time, I think the store might have been bought out by Spencer's or something. But there was a store I remember they used to have, like, McFarlane toys and size. Okay. Like, all, all these really nice high-end toys. Okay. I didn't know that they were high-end at the time. <laughs> And I'd be like, oh, can I have that? I want, I want, and, I want, I want. You know, if I was good, like, I'd get a toy. And I just recently found out that they were McFarlane toys because I went through my through through what I had, and I was like, I had all these Spawn figures, like the cover figures. Right, I right. Had, I had uh, one in particular that I remember because I, as I was a little kid, impatient on the bus, I was opening it, cut my finger. <laughs> it was the McFarlane pre Presents Monsters, I think, the sea creature. Okay. And oh, that was such a beautiful figure. <laughs> and apparently now it's the bloody version. Yeah, you yeah. Yourself open there. And <laughs> I remember it clear as day. I don't remember what I did, but I I, I had angered my mother. <laughs> I'd, I'd summoned her wrath, and you know, her and I didn't get along all the time. 
Okay. And uh, I guess summoned her rack. That's yeah, right. she she I know really exactly what went you out. Mean. <laughs> and uh, I got home from from school one day, and I must have been uh, like sixth grade, something like that. So it was still like fairly young. <laughs> but I remember walking to my backyard because I had to go in through the back door. Okay. And all I see in the backyard, she put oh. it right in the center, trash can full of all the toys that I had. <laughs> I, Tell, I, the only way that this story would be better is if it was on fire. <laughs> I, to me, it might as well have been. I remember going through there and picking out the ones that I could. I was like, which ones do I want to keep? I to I'll hide these. And I, I, I think it was those McFarlane figures that I just found recently nice. that, that, that were the ones that were saved. I remember going through there. I had Predator figures. I had, I, I had the RoboCop in my hand. You see, just, like back in the day when it came to collectibles, it wasn't, it wasn't a thing. Like you, kids would buy, get toys to play with. Them. Yeah, and oh, I what ended up happening is like in the '90s, parents bought stuff for their children to look at and not play with. Like that's what killed like the comic industry in the '90s with, with it, it's speculative buying. Like I'm buying 40 copies of this one book, so I can put my kid through college one day. Yeah, because they forgot and, to take into account that. Yeah, you're buying these, buying these 40 copies, but it's not like they're just making, let's say, uh, no. 100,000 and that's it. It's, yeah, absolutely. They were, uh, I think the highest was over a million issues. Yeah, no, like, I know, I know. Copies printed. Like, and this goes back to, to my actual, like, X-Men. love for history of, okay, uh, go ahead. <laughs> of image comics. And I know they held that. High they because, killed it. Yeah, yeah. Image because killed so comics. many, yes. so many people <laughs> wanted their 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 books and everything, and so everyone was just buying because they're like, oh, they're the next hot thing. You know, these are the biggest artists. These are the biggest guys in the industry, and mm-hmm. let's just they were rock stars. Say, yeah, and actually, and then, some of them did Gene commercials. Like, oh they, yeah, like, Liefeld. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when like okay, so you had Image come through, and and bump everybody's popularity, and then like Lee went back to Marvel. And did the X Men, yeah. Okay, uh, where he yeah, had yeah yeah Lee and Liefeld they did Heroes Reborn I think at the time right? I, I'm talking oh this is before, X- no I think it, I'm pretty sure it's after X Men number one, yeah had six different covers. Oh, you're talking about yeah this is before before Image this is when Lee was coming up right so and he, I thought it was, it was after the fact but neither here nor there it was still within that yeah. 90s time frame, and each one that's. They're all number ones. Each one of them printed over a million copies yeah. of each one of them. There's, there's no way that that becomes a collectible. It's, not, it's never, ever, ever going to happen. I think what they saw was just like, because that was, that was that big wraparound X-Men cover. That was that, that was the sixth one, yeah. or E, or, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I think what, one, what, two, what happened three, was that. That was the fifth one, because it was a back cover. Front cover, fold out, fold out. Right. And you could actually, the originals, you could line up and make the gate fold, which they then put. Yeah, and I think they, they were more concerned about just getting that out. They're like, let's yeah. just profit off of well, this. Well, no, no, someone will buy it, someone will buy it, get them. Give it to them, give it to them. Yeah. And that's not, that's not the atmosphere for collectibles. It's good for that one moment, but not for the long run. I got, I got a closet full of books <laughs> that are barely worth the paper that they're printed on. You know, when... I literally, at one point in time, I had 100 co- no, yes, 100 copies of Spawn Number One. Oh my God! <laughs> okay, then 50 copies of One through Ten. So that yeah. means I had an extra 50 Number Ones, and then 
20 copies of 1 through 25, except Jesus. for number 21. I don't know what happened to my father when he was buying those for some reason. 21 just fell Ooh. off of his radar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have two of those. But they're literally sitting in long boxes in my closet. Worthless. Not, not completely worthless. Yeah, but... but it's not, it's not I mean, what it's, it was expected. It's more effort to pick up the boxes and move them than it is to yeah. get money for it, which is ridiculous. And with all that being said, I, I I always like to make that clear. Yeah, I know the ugly truth about that. I know I know what happened, <laughs> what it caused, but it never diminishes my love for for those comics. Absolutely. Like I'm still Listen, a huge Spawn fan. I love Spawn. Fully understand that, and you know, it's. It's something that grabbed you when you were younger, and you yeah. saw it, and that, you know, I, my thing was, was is Moon Knight, as many, many, many people know, Yeah. <laughs> and I was introduced to Moon Knight at the same time as I was introduced to Batman. Like, consciously, I knew yeah. about the two of them at the same time, and one appealed to me more than the other. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like Batman. Batman's cool. Yeah. But. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what it was about Spawn. I think it's because I grew up loving horror and stuff like that. I saw that costume and I was just like, "That's awesome!" The chains yeah. coming out. Anyone well, Kapoor jumped it's on the, it's and the added per, the spikes. It's the perfect intersection of your interests. Yeah. So it and of course, you're at the right age that you're completely susceptible to any sort of marketing and and like bright colors. I mean, glossy pages. All that I think, stuff is. I think is it also perfect. helped because. Uh, I always gravitated like you know I, I had comics throughout my childhood mm-hmm. and uh, I did love them but I never gravitated towards stories so much I was always more interested in the artist on, mm-hmm. on, on the book okay. so I didn't know them by name but I just knew their style and I'd see McFarlane and I'd be like I like that I want that <laughs> I like give that me guy. that <laughs> give me that Jim Lee I, I, I love Jim Lee as much as anyone else and I saw that and I was like that looks cool <laughs> give me that I want that and well, that's all these guys. And you see, my I fall into the same category where if the art doesn't appeal to me, it doesn't matter how good the story is. Yeah. If it's in a comic book form, doesn't matter how good the story is. If the art takes me out of it, like, and I get ribbed about this a lot. I don't like Hellboy. I don't like the comic Hellboy because I don't like the art. I get it. It's a certain it's taste. Not, it's not for me. Yeah. And apparently I was missing out on some fantastic stories. Now, fast forward, I don't know, 15 years of Hellboy stories. Somebody collected in a novel form a bunch of Hellboy stories. And I read them. And they're fantastic. It's a goddamn shame <laughs> the comic book is riddled. Yeah, with, I, I can, I can get that. It took me a long time to... Because I, I, I was introduced to Hellboy early on and I, I love the concept and I'd seen different artists take on it I think that's what drove me into it because I've always been interested in, in, in a more illustrative take and right. I guess that goes off my list like Bianchi uh, Frazetta right, uh, right 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 like all those guys <laughs> the, the illustrative guys and so when I picked up the book I remember my reaction I was like what's what's this oh I don't get it and I, I, I read I was on and off with the series mm-hmm. and uh, it wasn't until much later Maybe as soon as like I think maybe like six years ago that I started actually appreciating the the art because now I understood oh it's stylized but I can see from from a different point of view where where it's appealing mm-hmm. and now it, I, I I can appreciate it. it's not my favorite style right. of art but like you know it, it is what it is see but it, it's art is very subjective yeah and I am a very nice guy and I let 
hey, you like it? That's your thing. I very rarely will go, oh, that's bad. Yeah. Oof, that, there's something wrong with that. Because it's subjective. It's my, yeah. the way my eyes take it in may be different than the way your eyes take it in. I think what helped with that for me, honestly, is that I had this, one, this period in my life where uh, I dropped all studies of anatomy. I, I dropped everything, mm -hmm. and I was doing street art and graffiti, and I got to, you know, travel in that and paint at, like, five points and mm -hmm. all throughout Queens and stuff. And, and the very nature of that style of art is very competitive and very ego-driven. Okay. And even when I was in it, I wasn't too big into it. You know, I had some moments where I kind of had to, like, you know, pump my chest up a little bit and, you know, <laughs> make sure no one messed with my art. But I was never really into that. And I saw that aspect of, of the art community, and I saw how, how nasty you can get, and it just drove me away from it. And okay. so when I started, when I got back into illustration and, and then focused again on comics and I realized, oh, I can get a job in this and I started getting into that, it, I went in there with, with a different perspective at that point. It was just like, it's so easy to rag on anybody else and, you know, oh, tear sure. someone a new one, but just be happy that, that you're doing the work and that, you know, someone else True. is succeeding as well. Like, you know, you want, you want people to talk about you like that. Well, Fine. Uh, yeah. it's, what's it, the golden rule? Do on to others. Yeah, and, <laughs> but like at the same time, I feel some from from some of the the graph artists that I met, like the graffiti artists and everything, their ego is so up there. They're like, no, I want people to talk smack about me because that means I'm doing something. And so I guess that's well, one way to look at it. The negative attention and, is and, still and attention. I'm like, okay, <laughs> if that's what you want, then okay, work and, and well, get yeah. it out there. All right. So I mean, you you you're touching on some background story. Let's go. Let's go way back. Okay. Okay. What, I mean, what is your origin? Like, what is your origin? So where, where did you, where'd you grow up? Uh, actually here in Jersey, in Passaic, New Jersey. Okay. I was always in Passaic and the Clifton area because my family is spread out through those okay. areas mainly. A bit okay. of Patterson, but. And what about, did you start picking up, you oh. know, crayons and markers and pens and whatnot? I'm sure it was before this, but the very first time that I can remember, I was four years old. I was sitting in my then home in the living room, and I, I had I always loved collecting when I was a child uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Okay, and those lovely things, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> spent so much money on that. But that's beyond the point. Anyways, I remember sitting in my in my uh, living room on the floor, and I I know that I was drawing beforehand because I had a notebook with me. It was one of those little mesh notebooks that you can get like a ninety-nine cent. <laughs> And I had the Time Wizard card with me. Okay. I remember it. <laughs> and this is Latin to me now, but I'm going to let yeah. you continue. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I remember having a pencil in my hand, and I was like, I just want to, I wonder if I can draw that. And I just wanted, like, I, I was just driven to that. I don't, I don't know what it was that made me say, hey, look, a pencil. Let me put it on some paper. Okay. It, it was just like, I kind of fell into it. I just wanted to do it. And I always found it in like joyful and everything i found it as my escape okay because at that at that same time going along with like reasoning why my mother threw the toys away and everything right, like right. that it was i had a bit of a rough upbringing like it, you know family was a little rough okay so for me that was a way to escape and you know how i told you my sister took care of me and everything she would let me just go on and on for hours and on end just drawing and in school i was getting in trouble because I wouldn't do the assignments, <laughs> but I, I'd be like, they'd give me a test, right? And I'd flip the sheet, and I'm like, ooh, blank piece of paper, ooh. And I, I remember getting in trouble once for drawing the, the lizard. 
from from Spider-Man, and okay. I had Spider-Man <laughs> on the side, like beaten to a pulp. It, if I find now, that, now page, it'd probably you, be was like it was it was it you getting in trouble for drawing or not actually completing the test on the other side of the page? <laughs> it might have been a bit of okay, both. Okay, probably a little bit of both. Because <laughs> even into high school, I got in trouble. I I would forget that it's a test because I'd finished like in. 20 minutes right and then i just started doodling all over it just and i get notes back from the, from the teachers being like anthony these are really nice drawings but <laughs> this is not this the capital is the test. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how you spell that yeah <laughs> so you 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 you're apparently you, you started doodling like you, you yeah it's not so much a constant conscious thought or a conscious notion no, it, it you just, just, happened. just sort of happened it started, mm -hmm. now at what point in time did you start to realize that this is something that I want to do? Well, I, I did realize that early, and I didn't, because I didn't know the medium that I can get into. Uh, all I knew was I loved art. Okay. And so around, it must have been like freshman year of high school, or a little bit before then, I, I had been drawing from movies and stuff like that that I saw. I drew characters from, from films, and I was very illustrative like that. Okay. And so I was very driven towards that detail-oriented style of, of drawing. But I never saw it as, as a way to, to make like, uh, money, if that's the way to put it, make a career out of it. Okay. I never, it never, saw, I never saw it that way. You know, family was always telling me, no, 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 study for, to be a lawyer, to go, go real for English and stuff like that. And I'll throw up and, the air uh, quotes, a real yeah. job. And um, they're not as fun. Once, <laughs> once... I, I had some friends, and they, they introduced me to the street art and graffiti world. Okay. And I started doing that. And it was there that, that mm, you know, in the background of all this, I always had, like, comics there for me. Like, I was always reading them, and I always saw that, but I never made the connection that someone was getting paid to do this, right? <laughs> so they were always there, and I think that's what had that, that, that idea seeded in my brain, but it just it didn't, it didn't. It oh, didn't come up. And uh, it wasn't until I started doing graffiti, actually. Because once I started actually traveling and I was going back to like uh, Mexico and stuff like that, you know, visit family, but I would run into artists down there. And mm -hmm. so I had opportunities to like go around and paint and like little cityscapes and all that lovely stuff. And once I started getting out there and I saw, oh, no, there's another world out there. Right. It really drove me to want to want to make a career out of that. At the time, it was, you know, graffiti. I, I wanted to make a career out of that because I looked into it. I saw the paint companies that, I, that I'm using all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, they have teams, and they sponsor them. Really? So, so get, there is a, a base yeah. competition, Yeah, if you so will. it's okay. like, you do good enough, you get paid to, to paint. And that's all I wanted to do. And I was like, okay. Uh, but while that was going on, I never really looked for a school or anything in there. Mm -hmm. uh, but when, when about is this in your life? How old are you? I must have been like... 14 okay. to this this spanned about 14 to 17 or 18 okay. so it's it, still it, pretty young yeah it, it was a pretty good chunk of my life for for the time i've been here like right, right. It, it was a, it was a pretty good chunk and the positives of that was that i learned how to work in different mediums i learned okay. how to work in color but i dropped all the illustration and so that kind of screwed me because i forgot how to draw basic body parts. right 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 um but with that going on at the time, I was looking into filming because 
I always had this love for, for films as well, and that's why I was drawing from, from movies, because I, I love these characters so much, and I wanted to draw them, like Nemesis from Resident Evil Apocalypse and stuff like that. <laughs> I, I was in love with drawing that character, and okay. I'd grown up playing those games, so I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Um, and I think what, what was actually there that I now realize is that I wanted to tell the story. Okay. Because a filmmaker just, and a comic book artist, you know, sequential art it's, yeah. it's you're telling a story well to I make to make yeah. a movie they standardly make a comic of it yeah. first yeah the, in storyboard the advantage that, that a film director has you know they have a continuous shot they can mm -hmm. do a lot more but I, w I figured oh well maybe i can get into the art side of that or i can do films because I, I love films and it wasn't until recently that i realized i'm like i think it was just that i wanted to tell the story because i i love sequential art now like you know i'm i'm studying for it right, right. and all that but it wasn't really until I got into graffiti that that I realized oh I want to do something with art like I want to do this as a career and you know my family was not up for that <laughs> but um yeah and uh that actually led into the graffiti aspect actually led me to the cubit school okay because while I was doing graffiti I at the same time, I had my very first uh, art class ever okay. given to me in, uh, in high school, junior year. So I must have been like 16. Okay. 16 or 17. And there I met this teacher that they had in my school. At, and his name is Fumero. And that guy is a monster. He is an amazing artist and an amazing street artist. And he must have seen some sort of spark in me because he, he doesn't usually, like, he gets along with his students, but, you know, he doesn't go out there. Right, right. He doesn't put you know, like any effort. Like any teacher would, would be with, with their students and everything. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he'll help out and amazing guy and everything, but, yeah. And I went in there with a little bit of attitude because I had attitude at the time. Sass felt so you, you were sassy. I was just like, okay, I just <laughs> want to do my work. And so he gave us a project, and I'm doing my little graffiti piece on the side, right? And I'm right. like, yeah, you know, I want to do this. <laughs> and so he came over, and I'm thinking, oh, man. He's, he's looking at me. I'm like, oh, he's going to rip me a new one. And uh, <laughs> no, he comes over, and he's like, nice work, man. I'm like, thanks. And little by little, we started talking more and more, and he started helping me so much. He opened my eyes to the idea of like um, perspective drawing and you know getting anatomy right and everything and I found out that he was just as huge a comic fan as I was and oh, so cool. we started getting along very well he helped me so much develop my art in, in my, my talents in illustration and even acrylics because he would he would throw me on there he'd be like you know how to do this I'm like not really he's like okay do it Okay. Well, it's yeah, the yeah, only and, way to and, learn and, something. But like, you know. he, he wouldn't. He, he taught me not to be really fearful of anything like that. Just be like, you want it, just go ahead and do it. And I was I was lucky enough to paint with him a few times, and he set up a whole show in in our town for uh, for the artists in the school. Nice. And so we were able to do a whole community show. And so he really opened my eyes to that too. He he showed me, you know, you want something, you can you just have to go for it, and mm -hmm. work for it. Right. And if it's art, man, it's, it's a beautiful thing. You can, you can express yourself and make a living after, out of that. And, you know, you just got to show it. You just got to put yourself out there. And he, he really inspired me. Okay. And he, he had faith in me and with, with, you know, an artistic career more than anyone at the time ever had in me. Okay. So him well, that, and I that, really that, bonded that well. That first glimmer of support 
yeah. is is what you you glom onto because it hasn't been there before, and it's something yeah new. And, you, and it, it's a it's a an affirmation of what you want exactly. And you, you, and you had this drive. He, he and you very had this dream. much he he went out he went out of his way to help me to through uh, he gave me a binder like a thick binder it must have been like half a foot thick <laughs> like six inches and it was nothing but uh but tutorials on uh on anatomy and comic style drawing and perspective and right 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 all of this stuff and i went through it and I, and I was like oh my god you could do this stuff and this and then it got to like drawing buildings and i was like let me skip over this <laughs> which i'm paying for now but well, eventually, most most things that you you pass by or you breeze yeah. through, they end up biting you in the ass at some point in time. But yeah, it, if it wasn't for him, I don't think I'd be on the path that I am now. I think I'd eventually get to it because I, I feel that's something that's just I've been going towards, and mm -hmm. I just find myself always, even no matter how far away I am, I just find myself talking to two of the artists working in the field. Like when I was in Mexico, I somehow ran managed to talk to some guy who was working on the local newspaper, the, the comic ads and stuff. Okay. And so I always find myself to it. <laughs> <laughs> Moth to a but, flame, uh, magnetized somehow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he, uh, he definitely, you know, lit that fire in the ass to, to get out there. And, and well, do it something. doesn't even seem like, it seems like, okay, you had the fire. He stoked it. He said that this is, this is worth it. This is something that you can do. And that if you want to do it, you should do it. You seem to already have had that notion that this is what I want to do, but I don't know if I can or yeah. if I should type of thing. I think it might have been too, like, I, I just didn't have direction at the time. Like, I, I yeah, that, that's it. Like, You're I also young, so, I mean, that, yeah. having someone, <laughs> especially a person of authority, and granted, that's a, that's a big word. Yeah. It's not, I don't mean, you know, yeah, someone yelling at you. It's, it's someone that's above you or older or smarter or wiser, whatever you want to attribute it to it, saying to you, your dream is okay. Yeah. What you want to do is good. Go yeah, ahead. He told me he's like, you can do it. Just, just do, do it. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty. Usually, and, it's a pretty simple process. And I love that, that that idea. And yeah, yeah. It's uh, that man just helped me out tremendously. That's fantastic. And, and it's 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 a I'm rare forever occasion. thankful to him. It's a rare, rare instance when you can you can find in your life that one note, that one person, or one instance that you know hinged you know everything that you're now working towards you, yeah it, it's 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 a blessing it really is now you're 17 18 you got your first art class you found you found your mentor your <laughs> your, your your yosagi yojimbo that's going to take you and push you on to the rest of the way at, at, from that point in time when when did you start going to to cuba because Shockingly enough, this is going to be another podcast involving a Cubert student and or alum or teacher. <laughs> um, did you finish? Did you complete high school? Did you go? Did you do the normal route? Actually, it was in my junior year, in that first year. Okay. Uh, because he saw that I that I loved. He saw the the illustrative side of me, not just the the, the graffiti mm -hmm. side and all that fun right. junk. He saw the illustrators out of me because his class brought that up back out in me. And I wanted to draw again, and I was drawing faces, and he'd get me to do portraits. And he's like, oh, you actually can sort of draw a portrait. I'm like, <laughs> woo, yeah. And, and I had fun with it. And so he was showing me the different style, you know, different lead points and all that mm -hmm. born artist stuff. 
and well, he he was not, he to, was, not to artists. <laughs> it's not that's not boring. But he, he was uh, giving me all that, and um, so I started getting back into it, and I I started connecting the dots because I found a bunch of old comics that I had, and I realized I'm like. There, there are names on these books, and this is why I like it. And, oh, this is the artist. Oh, it this is this is why. Happen. Yeah, <laughs> and so I started collecting again, and again I was going towards my favorite artist, and I think I had come across an ad a few times for the Cubert School in, in the books, but I was like, I don't want to read ads. I just want, <laughs> I just want the, the the comic book. So who, I kept, I kept doing that, and I think I went to. It was either my first New York Comic Con. Well, it was a special edition. It was one of those two shows. Okay. And um, I found the Cuber booth, Cuber School booth. And how old are you at this point? Must have been 17, around okay. there. And I find that, and I'm like, oh, well, I've seen their ads. Let me see what this is I've about. I've thrown their ads away. <laughs> and, I, and then I realized, I'm like, wait, Cuber. I, I, I looked at some uh, of the old books man, that I had. Yeah. I'm like. That's a name. <laughs> yeah. That's someone's name. <laughs> yeah, and I don't remember exactly who it was that I met at the booth, but I got a lot of good information, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. And, I, and I'm like, I, I kind of want to go to this school, and this, this would be great. Three years ago, that was probably Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been, yeah. And so I remember I, I took the pamphlet with me and everything, or the, the book, whatever it was at the time, mm -hmm. and I, I took it with me, and I brought it to Camaro. And, uh, and he was like, oh, yeah, this is a Cubert school. You don't know the Cuberts? I'm like... Yeah, well, like, I see their name on some of the, the stuff I had. And, uh, and he's like, yeah, man, he knew all about them. And so he, he was like, dude, and he knew about the Cubert School. And he's like, I don't know why that never came to mind for you. Right. Because he knew at the time I was looking <laughs> for a school, and I was looking into, like, Art Institute. But I didn't have 60 grand a year. So right, yeah. It, that it, wasn't It's a really, big nut to crack there. Yeah, and um, so he starts showing me a bunch of their stuff. And, and he's like, dude, if you go to this school, this, this is going to be awesome. Like, yeah, go for it. And I'm like. And he was really one of the few people that, that was supporting that idea. You know, mm -hmm. my dad at, at the time, he's always been there for me. So he, he was like, you know, just make sure you can do something with it. Mm -hmm. But if you really want to do it, then fine. Go ahead. I'll, I'll support you in this. But Kamara really pushed me there. He, he was like, sure. He, he, basically, yeah, yeah. He, he was really just like, you know, you want to do it. This is the place to do it, man. And then I started looking into it, and I realized, I'm like, oh, my God, you know, like, the magic's there. The Cubers are teaching. <laughs> Fernando, I, I had met Fernando, I think, at, at the, um, that, him I met at the special edition. Okay. That I remember, yeah. And, and so I, I look at the list, I'm like, oh, wow, these people are right there. Like, they're there? And I look, <laughs> these I'm are like, real people, I'm looking and at they're the actually in a place? Yeah, I'm looking <laughs> at the commuting schedule, I'm like, oh, that's a 30-minute drive? Oh, my God. At the time, it seemed for like far because I wasn't driving. Um, so oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yes. Like, it's a, it's so, a 30 so minute drive. For, is Yes. A long walk for <laughs> me. I was like, okay, well I can't exactly drive there right now. So let me see what the bus and train schedule look like. Oh, two and a half hours. Okay. Well, that's lovely. <laughs> and you know, the more I looked into it, the more I, I found myself just back in love with it. And I, and I just wanted to do that. And I just kind of had like, I was bullheaded. Like I, I just saw it straight. And I'm like, Nope, I see that. That's my target. Is, I don't want to do that. Do. And, and I got to thank Fumero again because he, he saw, okay, you want to get to the school. All right, man, you got to have a nice portfolio. So you're going to be doing all these. And I think one of my last assignments for him that year was, um, he was like, okay, so you're going you're gonna to do a comic book. I'm like, what? 
He's like, yeah, you're going to tell a story. I'm like, how do I do that? <laughs> he's like, what? He's like, he's huh? like no, no, just, just uh, give me a, a plot. Give me an idea. And I didn't know what any of this was. He's like, give me a plot. Uh, give me the panel count, like all this stuff. And I'm okay, like, can you define what plot means? What do you mean by panel count? Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, do, do I get it's to the just skeletal, draw? the skeletal yeah. system of the comic. He's <laughs> like, well, you have to have... You have to have a story, right? You, so I think I had uh, the Rhino versus Venom and the uh, Spider-Man. Okay. And I looked. I actually found those recently, and I just put them away <laughs> silently. But uh, I got through. I think it took me like a month to get through one page, and I I had scripted out something like six. And I'm okay. like, I'm gonna do this, and it's gonna be awesome. But every panel, he'd be like, No. no you have the perspective wrong here, man. Like, and you have the, the figure wrong. Like, the bicep doesn't go at the bottom of the arm. Right. It goes on the top. The top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have the bicep with the, with the forearm. Is. Don't do that. And stuff like that. And so... It makes it look funny. Yeah. And, uh, and then he at, this thing, he, at that time, he was like, mm, use yourself for reference. And I'm like, oh, I never thought of that. So I started using myself for reference. And I was okay. like, this looks a lot better. <laughs> like <laughs> when you can look in a mirror and you can see the the the, the, the structural system. Mm-hmm. Yes, that makes and, uh, it helpful. And so yeah, he was giving me the basic training in that. Whereas now you know a page. Luckily, if if it's not a crowded, you know, went while in school, because mm-hmm. I'm working on something outside of there. You know, I get a page a week okay. for outside work. Uh, during during the summer, I was uh, able to get something like, well, for my own story, I, w- I was doing. I had a week where I did a page a day where uh, from roughs to finish things wow and that was fun <laughs> yeah, but i have fun. to have the, i have to have the time for that <laughs> fun interesting um, interesting choice of words but yeah no that i think that's a little better than than when i that that month that it took me to get that half oh, page you, done you, you, you can't do it in a day if you don't know how to do it yeah I mean, it's, it's and it's the, the process <laughs> and we're but that being said, you know, it, it did take forever and it was a painful experience because he also introduced me to my first critiques. <laughs> he did not hold back. He did not want to hold back. He says, It's funny. It's funny when him. someone asks for a critique and they say, No, really, I want you to be brutally honest. That's Ooh, normally yeah. a lie. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. He's, uh, he, he's, he's a very honest. Tall, angry yeah. Italian man. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, great guy. And uh, so he, he, with every panel, would be like a new critique, and I'd be like, oh, no. <laughs> but I got through it eventually. And, and what, 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 what showed me that I really, that what cemented the idea to me that I really do want to do this is that no matter how hard it was, and the, it, didn't, it didn't matter to me that I only got through that half page, at the end of the day, when the project was over, I was like, I, I really do want to do this, though. I still want to do this, it. and I, I want to keep doing this. Right. And so the, the last year that I was there, the, the senior year that I had there, it was nothing but illustration. And then it was split between illustrative project, projects, and, uh, you know, I, he, he voiced out to give students opportunities to paint murals at the school. Okay. So I was able to paint a mural. That's cool. And, uh, and work on projects and stuff like that. Uh, that was the year two. He really jumped me on acrylics and just, oh, expanding your horizons. Yeah, so he as really, what a teacher should do. Yeah, he. he uh, but I like his approach a little more. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like, hey, come here. You see, like that 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 Spartan hole yeah, that you yeah. see in three hundred. He's yeah. like, come here, check this out. You want to see what's at the bottom? I'm like, yeah. He's like, 
All right. Bam. <laughs> right Knock, over. Knocking you in. Like, well, good luck. It, it's, Do it's, it. It's trial by fire. It's it's learning through doing, and a lot of times that works for people. Sometimes uh, it doesn't. Yeah, I, I love it. Um, I, I I am that guy as that. well. I, I it's very difficult for me to to book learn, if yeah. you will. I am very fast at learning by doing it. Standardly, the first you know three four times you do it, you end up fucking it up, or you don't. You know, you get it backwards or whatever. You realize it's like, Ooh, okay, I, made that I still mistake. messed up these five things, but that sixth one. I got that one. Got I got that, that sixth. So that sixth next show. Yeah. yeah, I got Absolutely. Um, all right, so <laughs> we're working our way through co- uh, high school. We, we're, we're in our final year. And, and that year, while I was doing the paintings and everything, uh, pretty much everything that was there, he, he revealed to me like midway through the year. It's like everything you've been doing. This is also that you can put it in your portfolio, all right? So he so, pulled a Mr. Miyagi on you. Yeah. <laughs> Show me paint the fence. <laughs> yes. And, and so the rest, the rest of the year, I was aware of that. And I'm like, okay, let's make sure I don't screw this up too bad. That's awesome. <laughs> and uh, and I, all throughout that year, I was set. I, I think I had scheduled an interview at the Kubert School and everything. So at this point, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm viciously going for okay. it. Like, I, I'm not holding back. I'm relentless. I'm like, no. <laughs> I want to get there. I'm gonna get there, and so you know, I set up an interview with with Mike and everyone, but um, that went well. I, I went and I spoke to Mike, and he, I think I was a little, I was a little more relaxed in the interview. Okay. Uh, according to to the rest, where where he, you know, he gets all stern and right, scary. Right. Right. Um, only because I had been used to Fumero kind of rip me in the one. Yeah. This is this is old hat to you. By yeah. Now. So I'm, I'm mean, there. I'm like. He's giving me that. <sighs> I don't yeah, know. and I'm just there like. Uh, I wonder if I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just cut through this bullshit? Just tell me. Just come yeah. On. <laughs> and um, that went well, and everything was going according to schedule. Because I, I was like, no, once right from school, right from high school, I'm, I'm going to Cuban school. I'm not taking any breaks. What ended up happening was I had to defer. You know, uh, financial problems at home, right. and I was being denied loans and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, kind of everything went to hell. Okay. And I had to defer, and so I took that year off, and I made sure to keep working, and I was, you know, doing that. I I work, I must have worked like fifteen, twenty different jobs in that year. Okay. And there, for most of it, I was working something like two to three jobs at the same time. Okay. So I learned very, very quick that that's something I don't want to do. Uh, <laughs> I right. <laughs> and and it helped me appreciate the fact that you know I am first generation here for my family. Okay. And I know my family, you know, my other family's members, they, they've been working jobs like these for their entire lives. And right. They, they brought us here so we didn't have to do that. Okay. And you, know? you, and you made comment before your family came from Mexico. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You said you went back there to visit family. I didn't mm-hmm. know if that was yeah, actually yeah. where they were from. I have from. family from Mexico and Puerto Rico, but I live pretty much mostly with my Mexican side of the family. Okay. Uh, and so it helped me realize that what they did wasn't a waste. And so I have to make sure to work my ass off so that, you know, especially for my grandma, because I, I live uh, with my grandma. Well, and then, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, apparently when I was a little kid, I used to call her mom. And so, okay. you know, I, I'm very close to my grandmother, and I hate seeing her work and everything the way she does. And I've worked the jobs that she had to work. I, I worked factory jobs. Mm-hmm. I worked uh, restaurant gigs on, on the clean side where, like, serving. <laughs> and the messy side where I have to other, clean the up the, the kitchen for, for the kitchen staff and gotcha. all that fun stuff. Uh, you know, bars, I was able to get into a few of those working gigs. 
um, landscaping I did. And landscaping was something that I, that I had gotten into when I was like 11. Like, my mom was just like, yeah, you're not as doing soon, anything around the house. As, as soon as you Dude. can hold a rake. <laughs> yeah. And so that I was kind of used to. But just a variety of different jobs. And to the, to the fact where now I'm working like retail. And mm-hmm. that's like a cakewalk for, for oh, compared yeah. to everything else. Oh, yeah. Listen, it's annoying dealing with people. When but you compare anything to ditch digging, and that's what, and I, and I call it ditch digging. It's yeah. the, the, the laborious. ditches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. Retail is it's it's a very it takes a very specific person to be able to work retail well. Yeah. But you're still not digging a ditch. You're it's it's it is what it is. It is a job. It gets you your money. It gets you the things. Yeah. That you and want. so for that year off, that's basically all I did. And I I started doing like little fan fiction and stuff because at that point I I was heavily studying the the art of telling a story on the page. Okay. And so I was on YouTube all the time. <laughs> yeah, and, the free uh, school. I know what yeah, you're talking about. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I just worked just nonstop. I can't remember a day where I wasn't working. I remember the, the lazy days that I had. And I'll admit to them because everyone has them. No, yeah, absolutely. I, I, if, I, if I saw I'm like, oh, I'm not scheduled for today at any of my jobs, <laughs> I, I would roll around and I'd be like, let me um, doodle something. <laughs> And then I had my computer at the time, like next to my bed, and I was catching up on like old manga series, uh, uh, anime series, and stuff nice. like that. And so I'd just be Listen. like, "Let me watch Dragon Ball all day." <laughs> if you can't appreciate the certain things of life, what's the, what's the point of living? Yeah. So, all right, so we're we're working our ass off, trying to get to where we want to be. Now, yeah. after that year, full steam ahead. Did yeah, we... that that summer came along, and so you everything it, starts picking up. Did you and... start in the summer? No, okay, no. Okay. but I, I was spending more of my time going to the school, making sure that everything was right with, with you know, money-wise, everything mm-hmm. was going through, all my paperwork was done, right. and I was very up with that. I, I kept, it, it taught me to, to really just stay on top of everything, and, you know, right. make sure that your work is getting done. And so I, I was in contact almost every day. I, I'm pretty sure Lucy might have wanted to just <laughs> strangle me because I was calling like every day. I'm like, oh, did my payment go through? Did this go through? Oh, how do I send this? Because I didn't know how to, how to send a, a check and everything through the mail. I'm like, gotcha. oh, how do you get to the school? How do you do this? How do you? Uh, uh, I remember one, at one point she was just like, hello. I'm like, <laughs> what? Hi, it's Anthony. Oh, hello, Anthony. <laughs> hello, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, and... Um, so during that summer, I, I kept really busy, and you know, I, I worked up until. Actually, I stayed with the retail job that I was working at the time, and I worked while in school for that first year. You know, first the first class came around, and I, I was scared shitless. I was like, "Oh my god, anyone's gonna come in here? They're gonna..." Because I was still in that mentality, sort of, of the, the street art where everyone the has competitiveness, an ego, yeah. and I'm like, oh, "Crap, everyone's gonna have an ego." And I walk in, and I see I see one of my classmates, Bane, and I see his artwork, and I'm like. <laughs> God damn it, son of a bitch! One of my best pals from from the class, CJ. Uh, yep. Yeah, I saw his work. And I'm like, God, these guys are, are doing like stories and everything. God damn it, they're already crap. And so I sit down, and uh, luckily I, I ended up with a class that gets along fabulously. We don't have anybody with an ego in there. Okay. You know, it's a nice competitive, friendly competition, yeah, but well. never, never like trying to just. Nothing outside. malicious. Yeah. It's all yeah. to help each other out. And so once, once I started class at, at the Cubert School, everything kind of, everything was so hectic with, you know, life and everything, 
when I was there, everything was great. And every time I, I'm back in, the, in those classes, I am great. Everything that's wrong in, in my own life mm -hmm. it just disappears, and it's just great. And it's been since, like that since the first day. I just felt, the easiest way to put it, I guess, I felt at home. I got in there, and that mm -hmm. studio environment was the best thing that ever happened to me. And just, I loved every minute of it. Perfect. When Fernando walked in and told us <laughs> the, the blood on the snow, so <laughs> I was like, yeah, 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 <laughs> ooh, ooh, give ooh. me more, I want more. <laughs> and uh, our first critique, I was like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> I started. I'm home. And then, and then I remember the first day that we had Tom Mandrake. Okay. And, oh, my God. I, he showed us some work, and he did like a five-minute sketch of an entire city in three-point perspective with dragons and giant spiders. And I'm there like, dragons and giant spiders, and son I'm of a bitch. Like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. And I started looking more into his work. And I, at the time, I wasn't, I was thinking with just, like, tech pens and, okay. you know, microns, things right, like right. that. And I never used a brush. I used it for acrylics, but not for inking. Right. And I tried it a few times, and it looked like I was having an epileptic <laughs> attack. You got shaky shakes. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that before. And, um, and then so I really fell in love with, with, with inking in his class where he started being like, no, no, just be free with it. You know, use your hands. You grab a twig outside and start inking with that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, and you're I, a weirdo. Okay. <laughs> and he... He, he taught me how to how to ink with with a brush because he, he pushed me and all of us really he was pushing us to, to try new things and I started using a brush more and now I can't imagine myself inking without a brush I mean that's my favorite tool nice. and it, it's, then I realized oh my favorite artists and everything the ones who were inking their own work now I see how they were getting getting some of these lines like Rosetta when I see his, his brush strokes oh. oh my god <laughs> I I just every time I do something I'm like. Let me see if I can try and get one of those strokes in there. Nice. I nice. think I've had maybe one in a million strokes <laughs> that I've done. Yeah, but you, you, and, and one, it's enough. I'm, I mean, you got I'll get it. one stroke and then I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. All right. Next one. Oh, fuck, I went over it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I felt completely at home with every class that I had there. That's great. I, I just love so it. So what year are you in now? Are you in your? Just started my second year. You just started your second year. So you, yeah. you, you spent one year, okay, and then come the summer. Uh, you, you were at Garden State. Yes. Okay. Beautiful um, show. <laughs> I, I'm not here to talk up the show, but I, what I'm here to ask you is, as a first-year student, okay? Yeah. That's not the norm in the summer break of your first year no. to hit a convention, to pay for a table, even no matter what the cost may be, to throw yourself out there, not only to get the – you are getting critiqued in a way. It's not the the, 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 yeah. the the school or the the tutorial the critiquing. It's the, the public. You know how is that for you? I think it it was some some aspects of it were familiar, only because again just from my experience in the street art world where everyone would come up and be like, oh this is crap or this is good or I just want to go over it. Okay. So that part of it I was kind of all right with and okay i was easy to it but i think the the difference in that was that at the show they can come right up to you well yeah and um there's no there's no there's no gate yeah. there's no blocking yeah, and and where i at first it was kind of weird only because I, I i wasn't always like as much of a people person like i was very kind of to myself okay as a kid and everything and uh so that was kind of weird breaking into that but 
after a while, it was kind of just like, oh, okay. I, 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 it was kind of like putting on an old worn pair of slippers or something. Like, gotcha. I was just like, oh, okay, this is cool. But I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I like having somebody else tell me like, oh, I don't see this for this reason. I don't see what you're trying to get across with this, with this panel or whatever. And it, and then you know, some of it I was like, yeah, I can see what you mean. And so I, I took, I took the best that I could from it. And, you know, just try to keep in mind everything that was being said. But it, it was well, a great Well, you got to realize that those people, are whether the they like your stuff or not, okay, those are the people that will end up paying your bills. Mm -hmm. Because if you are looking to be a professional artist, yeah. whether it be in comics, whether it be in fine art, whatever it may be, just because you put pen to paper or, or, or brush to canvas doesn't mean you're raking in money. Yeah. Someone has to buy it. And... Those I are learned the people, that over, over the summer, too. <laughs> those Very people much. that come through the shows, and it, it's a shame that I see all... I've, I, I associate with a lot of different artists, and I see all different types of mentalities where you are in a service industry. You may not realize it. It may not feel that way, but you are because what you, what you do needs to be appealing to someone yeah. so that they buy it. And nobody is telling you exactly what to do. They're giving you the basics, the, the, the information on how to get it done, and then yeah. you take your own interpretation of it and do it, hoping that someone will go, oh, my God, I love that. Here's money. It's, it's every artist that I talk to, especially the, the younger ones, I go, you're fighting to be in, 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 in a field with, it's a very limited field, okay? Like, the comic book industry, it's not like it's, uh, it's a checkout person at a yeah. store. There's a finite amount of positions. And when it comes to flexibility, that is probably your best, like the, the best thing you could have in, your, in your, your arsenal is being able to say, I hear what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's, let's work with that. Not... Hey, fuck you, you're wrong, this is yeah, mine, no, I, I like it this way. No, I've, I've <laughs> met plenty of people, people that, I'm, I'm not going to name names, but <laughs> artists in the comic field that, that I looked up to and, um, you know, I love their artwork and everything. And, you know, it's their right. artwork Every, is still there, but... Everybody knows McFarlane's a dick, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, uh, and I've met some that just, I'm like, why, why are you being this nasty? Like, seriously, if you don't want to be here, then just fuck off, don't, mm -hmm. don't be here. Right. No. Well, I don't know if you had a chance, but at the show, Greg Hildebrandt was there. Yeah. And I don't know if you actually he got He was hanging out with McKenna. Next to my <laughs> okay. table. I was just there. One like, of oh the God. awesomest people. Yeah. Like that. And, and, then there, and I won't name names either, but there were other very famous people there as well that were the opposite. You're in a, you're in a field where you're, you're, your goal is to bring joy to someone. Like you, you're, you're a bringer of joy. Yeah. You should be a joyful person. And when you look at someone that has such, and I'm going to use the word lucrative career as Hildebrandt, and he's still a happy guy. That's awesome. Like, that's what I want to see in, 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 in all of the artists. I think the happiest person I've ever met is split between two. It's Fernando at the beginning of every year, <laughs> waiting for, the, for that blood to spill in the snow and right. all that, and Kim the Mulder. Okay. Kim it, fantastic artist right, I was, I, right. I actually at the, at the garden state show yeah. i was able to pick up a, 
a Boris Karloff mummy piece that he, he had done. Nice, and so nice. That's hanging in my studio. I'm like, <laughs> that's a beautiful piece. That's a beautiful piece of work right yeah. there. <laughs> and uh, he, he's a fantastic uh, human being. Always, always a joy. Um, I've met, like, Jerome Pena. I was lucky okay. enough to meet him at the New York Comic Con last year. Okay. And uh, amazing guy. Uh, he, I was talking to him for hours on end. And I, at one point, I was like, hey, I, I'm sorry, man. Because uh, he had a line and everything. He was signing while talking. But right, right, I'm like, right. oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm taking up your time. Like, uh, I'll catch up some other time or anything. He's like, no, no, no. Don't worry about it. He, he invited me around the table. And I was like. That's awesome. Like, oh, Okay. <laughs> Awesome, and he you was sitting next to John buddy, Boyd buddy. Myers, the new, the new at, at the time he had just been revealed as a new artist for Spawn, and oh, so we were nice. talking because I, while well, I was waiting for Jerome to show up. Now, really, were you talking or just giggling like a little schoolgirl the uh, entire time? Most of the giggling <laughs> okay, part, okay, right. and I was just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, uh, that same day that I met uh, John Boy. Okay. Um, no, no, actually, it was the next day. I was able to meet Todd and uh, Todd as. Far, as Todd who? McFarlane. Oh, oh, we're on a first name basis yeah. with Mr. McFarlane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It, it, it was fantastic. That's uh, great. That was a great experience. He, he's my personal idol, mm -hmm. and I love his, his ideals in the, in the industry. It's like, you know, uh, the idea of an entrepreneur. Uh, the, you're working for someone, right? Your boss tells you, you need to jump off that cliff because you have to get to the other side, right? The employee going to look up and they're going to be like, is there going to be someone there to catch me? What's going to happen if I mess up? Right. Is there going to be a net? Is, right. You know, is it going to hurt? Mm -hmm. And the entrepreneur looks at his boss, boss tells him, yeah, you need to jump off that cliff. The entrepreneur looks at him, okay. Backs up 10 feet to get a running head start <laughs> and just go for it. And, and whether there's a net there or not, and that's why. Yeah, you'll figure it out as you go, you know? Yeah. If you get hurt, oh, well, so be it. But you get back up and you climb that. You keep that trying, yeah, side. absolutely. I mean, I that's, that's that. a work ethic is really what that, that breaks yeah. down to. And so I got to meet them, mm -hmm. and they were fantastic human beings. And because I, actually because I was trying to meet Jerome, his uh, art dealer was next to him. And he, he explained to me, oh, well, we get along with this one artist. He's literally like 10 feet over there. Mm -hmm. And if you want, you can talk to him. Just tell him I sent you. I'm like, okay. He's like, uh, I'm like, what's his name? He's like, uh, look for Buzz. I'm like, who's Buzz? Like, Buzz who? Uh, Buzz Aldrin, like, and they're like, they look at me, they're like, no, don't no. like, be silly. Yeah, I'm like, who? And they're like, you'll, you'll see it, you'll, you'll see, yeah. you'll see his name. I'm if, like, you, okay. if you don't see his name, you'll hear him yes. 15 tables away. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I know and, Buzz. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay. And at that convention, I honestly think I've met one of the just the, the most, the, the best people I've ever met, I've ever had the pleasure to meet, and that's Buzz. And for, honestly, for the four days that I was there at that convention, every single day, minimum, him and I spoke for like an hour. Nice. Day, and made one of the, one of the best friends now that I, that I can say I have. That's awesome. It, a fantastic artist and just awesome guy. And, and he, he was just op open, like, to, to check out my work and everything. We just talked about really anything. And yeah. had... Inside scoops and whatnot on, on the, 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 the drama and stuff like that. <laughs> Things. So that, that was go. fun. And that's how I got to, got to know him and, uh, you know, his eccentric personality. It, it, is, it is what it is. <laughs> and, and he's an awesome dude. And actually, at, at, at the Garden State show, 
the Garden you State show. You saw that, yeah. right? That was that was painful. <laughs> yeah, at the Garden State show when he was there, I was like, oh my God, it's Buzz. And I went to catch up. I was like, oh, I wonder if he's going to even remember me. Oh, he probably won't. So I go up and I just say hi. He's like, buddy, how you been? Buddy. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, it's Buzz. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I got, you know, running, doing yeah. what I was doing at the show. I got to talk, and he is a very entertaining and, and very, very yeah. nice guy. And that makes going to a show or putting on a show, that makes it that much more enjoyable. Yeah. You know, when I, I, nothing was more important to me when, when, you know, doing the work for the show was getting the students in, as, as many of the students oh, from the I school. Was, <laughs> and I, you, I don't know if you realize what I did that day. I went to every every room and gave every yeah, student. Yeah, you were you were very winded by the time you and reached it was, ours. And I, I wanted to make sure because I want them to have a positive first experience. Because you know, going to a New York show for your first—that's a huge chunk of change. First off, yeah, and you are surrounded by people, and I apologize if this comes out wrong, that are better and more well known than you. That's not the right place for Trust your me. first experience. <laughs> Our students feel the same way just when the instructors walk into class. We're like, oh. Yeah, it's, well. and, and, and that's the thing. Like, you go to New York, you go to San Diego, you go to the special edition, you go to those, those bigger shows, and you can see the bigger names. Yeah. When you're, when, see, like, okay, New York, special edition I don't even count anymore because special edition is, is really an artist's convention now. Or, you know, it's slowly changing. But New York... When I go to New York Comic Con, no matter how many days I go, 98% of it is spent in Artist Alley. Because that is, 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 is why I am into comics. Yes. Not because Marvel's making a movie. Not because fucking Lego has a huge display of Superman. I, that's not why I like comics. I like comics because of the artwork. I like comics because of the writing. I, I like because of the actual humans that are involved in the process. Yeah, the only time I, I spent actually on the show floor was uh, every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every once in a while I, I would go up because somebody's of mine uh, had a booth up there. Mm -hmm. And so I, I would go say hi and everything. And actually, we can yeah, get this. That's, that's the standard. Like when I go there first day, if, I have associated, if, I, if I've associated with people that I know have booths at the show, I will snake my way through the show floor, say hello, say hello, and then they will know. I'm not going to see you for the rest of the show unless yeah. we're hitting the bathroom or the, the concession stand at the same time. Yeah, because I, it's, it's, I, it's, it would it's be a, once in a while. It's a, it's a madhouse. Up the, like, the best thing, I've gone to a lot of New York, New York Comic Con. Yeah. The best thing that ever happened to me was having the ability to either get a VIP or Pro Pass. Oh, when they so then you can walk pass. outside and then walk down the block and go back in. Because I don't want to snake my way through this. I understand people like to cosplay. Yeah. Okay? And I'm not going to hold that against anybody. But there is convention etiquette. Okay? You, you, you don't fart next to a person, <laughs> and you don't stop in the middle of the aisle <laughs> to take a photo. I shit you not, I went to a show once, and there was five people, and they were in a line, a single file, which was great. But the first person, and I don't know why this was a, a, a cosplay, but the first person was dressed as a Z piece from Tetris. And then the person behind them was another piece and another piece and another piece. And someone went, oh, Tetris, let me see. And then they all blocked the line and made, like, the bar. Yeah, like, why is this at a convention? This is not a comic book. This is not even art. This is a video <laughs> game. 
from like 1912, okay? <laughs> but that's my, that's my spiel. <laughs> yeah. I, I got a little excited there. That when it comes to, and the unfortunate thing about New York is that the artists and, and, and the writers, and, and they're there to make money yeah. because they have spent a crap ton of money to be there. It's, it's, it's the smaller shows like Garden State, like uh, East Coast, like there's a number of them that it's really it's yeah it, there is a price but it's not as it's not as do or die yeah okay because you, last time I heard an artist table for New York was like six seven hundred dollars for the show okay now if you're selling just prints because let's say you're not well enough well known enough to sell original artwork or sketches you got a, you got a couple of prints out you're selling them at twenty bucks a pop that's high first yeah. off. Okay, but let's just be nice about it. Let's say so, people will give you twenty dollars for your print, and let's cut the price down to six hundred bucks. That's thirty prints. That's a lot of fucking prints in four days for one guy in a sea of guys or gals just like you. It's it's overwhelming. That's why when you when when you interact with an artist on a show floor and they give you the time of day or they. That's an amazing thing where they'll yeah. have a conversation with you. That's awesome because, in my mind at least, I know that they're there to do a job. This is a, this is a show for me. This is a fun time for me. It's a job for you. And when you're, when, when, you're at, when you're sitting behind a table, and I'm asking you this, yeah. what's going through your mind, especially as someone so new in, 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 in the field, that someone comes up to you to, to look at your art? The honest answer to that is, you know, let's hope you buy something. Mm -hmm. But for me, you know, I, I personally just enjoy that someone even bothered to stop and check, to check out the artwork and everything. Right. But best case scenario for me is like, either you have, you're willing to buy something or you have a job maybe for me. And okay. let's see, let's see how that goes on. But, you know. That's best case scenario. Otherwise, I'm always happy to just talk to them and be like, you know, ask them how the show's going. Because nice. I, I don't want to be that guy, that <laughs> angry that guy, guy who's just there <laughs> and just angry about everything. Because I'm, I'm here because I'm doing something. I'm, go, I'm you know, going to school and everything, doing something that I love. And so why not just love the, every aspect that I can of it? It's a and just, beautiful mindset and, and to have. Enjoy it. You know, like, I, I've gone through so much negativity in my own life that I, this it. is my medium to just be free and just enjoy it. So I, I don't want to deal with hate and I don't want to deal with drama and just, just let's Bullshit. just, yeah, yeah <laughs> let's, let's just hang out and have some fun and everything, you know, relax. <laughs> you like the artwork? Cool. You don't? Well, <laughs> not for everyone. <laughs> Good on you. Now, when it, when, all right, I got, I got pretty much two, two things left yeah. to ask you about. First off, what do you got going on for you in, in, in your in your career wise? Now you're going to school. Yeah. So it's not a hundred percent super important that you work on your career right now because you're getting to that point. But what do you have going on right now? Well, actually right now, I over the summer I was I told you I was doing pages and everything. Yeah. I was finishing up for a uh, pages for a short story that I that I wrote uh, and did all the artwork for it. I lettered it, did all that fun nice. stuff. Nice. And it actually got picked up by these guys over at Moss Media Productions. Okay. And they're the buddies I was telling you about that had a booth up in New York. Right, right, right. 
And so they have a horror anthology that's coming out. And they're going to be publishing it in there. I think we're officially going to have the books, the physical prints and everything, available at East Coast Comic Con. Okay. Um, that we, we were East? East Coast or, or what is it? East side? No, there's, I think. The convention. I thought, I thought East Coast happened already this year. No, the, the, the upcoming East Coast. Okay. Yeah. All so right. that's, that's still times away. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we were trying to have it for New York Comic Con. I personally have my pages set. So, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I have my shit ready. I'm not saying well, nothing. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, you know, because there were stories that were, that were all done and everything. It's right. just, I think some people had to catch up and that's understandable because I, it's not like I, I, I had everything available to me over the summer either. I, I was working off an external monitor because my laptop was destroyed. <laughs> oh Jesus. Yeah. And so I, I, I was pulling miracles. The fact that I got anything done, I nice. don't, I don't even well, know how that you, happened. You had to do what you had to do and yeah. you, you took care of it. Yeah, and um, so that, I can say safely that's in the bag. I, you know, I have a few things left to, to turn in for that, mm-hmm. and everything's set. Um, actually, at the Garden State, I was introduced to, to a man, Delfino Falciani. Um, say that one name again? Delfino Falciani. Falciani might be, I don't even know. Either way, I just and wanted a, a little clearer. <laughs> uh, former, former Cuba student. Okay. And he pitched to me a short story. Uh, well, he pitched to me actually big story <laughs> but he had, he had shorter stories in between okay and so as of right now i'm doing a i'm working on a 10 page short for one of his uh stories which that right now is going to be leading up to the main title called dances in exile okay as of right now that's being released as the work gets done so i think what we're looking to do first off is uh, an online comic okay so you're doing and a I, digital yeah. version okay. and i know I'm speaking to him about this. Uh, I'm looking to have uh, maybe the first issue or the first two issues available on my upcoming website, which I'm building. Okay. And once that's that's all done, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens from there because we're gonna pitch it and see if that goes anywhere. Uh, great. Regardless, great guy to work with. You know, he, he's he's really understanding of the school schedule. <laughs> well, yeah. So well, I that's have, you know that's a, that's a, a, a thing. Like you got to pay attention to that because yeah. it, it's school. And it's not, okay, you're paying to be there. Yeah. It's yeah. not like they're paying you to be there where, oh, come and go as I please. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I definitely learned over the past year how to schedule out my time. Which is a lot better. Which is huge. And, um, you know, like the, this past weekend, I kind of knocked out a good chunk of my, my, my assignments. I was yeah, concerned. I see you on Facebook all the time. <laughs> you're always completing something or working towards something. I, I hate Very I hate little photos lazy. of food or anything like that. I used to have nothing but photos of food, actually. <laughs> But um, it's ju- that's just I I hate the the feeling of being lazy. Uh, I for don't me, mind. for me, I even if I rest for like five minutes, I here's just a hate tip. It. You take that. See, like now I'm gonna start doing a podcast about television shows, and then yeah. I'm gonna do one about movies. So whilst I'm lying here watching TV, I can call it work. <laughs> see how I work? Oh, that's what I did when the Daredevil series came out <laughs> last year. I was just like, I'm, I'm studying. <laughs> uh, I, I'm studying the the movement of the. Oh, look, at, look at how his bicep is in the upper part of his arm. And how, <laughs> how the Daredevil costume reacts to it. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm studying. Yeah, let me it's, be. It's just, it's all perspective. Maybe I'm eating a bunch of popcorn while I'm watching this. <laughs> That's beside the point. Yeah. <laughs> Pay it, no it, attention to it's that. It's helping me think. <laughs> but so, yeah, those are, those are the two main things going on right now. I have, um, I do have a personal project that I just started developing, in which I want to take a little more time to just kind of get in there and... Flesh out. Yeah, flesh gotcha. out. Gotcha. And 
where when that'll start maybe at the end of the year maybe later because i know i want to i want to do a little short to have available on my future website absolutely i mean a lot of people that that enjoy comics you know as a collector or whatnot don't realize how involved it is i mean if even if you weren't doing everything by yourself it's it's a lot of work it's it's still a lot of work and i mean i had the the pleasure one time going through the dc studios before they moved yeah and that's a, a, a full floor of just making comic books you know there's the editing there's the art there's the ink there's and to do it all by yourself that is that's tremendous that's Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, so if Good I don't go you. mad doing Actually, that. wait. Let me see it first, and then I'll say whether it was. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's going to be a pretty interesting idea, sure. only because it was one of those ideas for me that I found – it's something that I found very interesting right off the bat. It was one of those ideas where you kind of – it hits you, and you're like, huh, why has no one ever thought of that? And Are so, we sure this hasn't been done before? Because this yeah. is a really and good so idea. If it, if it works – then, then that'll be nice and fun. Oh, um, it'll, it'll, it'll let me explore a different side of uh, illustration or anything that I haven't done before. Okay. Um, this, I, I, it'd be more towards like the wasteland type of thing. Okay. Um, something in that direction. And what, what we'll do for the, the show notes and all that stuff, we'll put links to so awesome. that people can contact you or look at your stuff That'd and whatnot. That'd be fantastic. <clears throat> um, now, I like to wrap it up. Seeing as my, I, the reason I do this podcast is not only for myself because yeah. I'm really interested in, in artists and, and, and all forms. It just so happens that I've only been talking to actual artist artists. Yeah. But I wanted to start talking to writers. It's process that really, you know, revs my engine. And one of the things that really interests me the most is actually asking each independent artist what their tools of the trade are. What are your, what is it, like you made comment about you, you, you can't work. You can't ink anymore without a brush. Yeah. What are the tools that you use? Penciling, I tend to go with just a regular uh, mechanical pencil. Okay. You know, a point .5. Okay. You know, more specific, I guess. Um, and it's pretty much just that for for the penciling aspect. If if it's something more eccentric, like let's say you're doing like a Doctor Strange type of thing, something with more effects right. given. I'll use a traditional pencil, and I can get different effects with that. You know, mm-hmm. draw with the side of the right, right. tip and everything. Now, do you use a blue? I did early last year. Um, I don't. For those, for I, those, I just blurted that out for those that don't know. And I, this is the point in time where I start yeah. talking to someone other than you. Yeah. Blue pencil is a, is a pencil that you use that is not uh, photocopied. Yeah. Okay. It it vanishes in. In, for some reason, in the digitizing yeah, it's just process, not up. I never I don't, the never, it's like it, magic to me. Um, but a lot of times, artists use that to do roughs, yeah, and then go over that in in a, yeah, in a pencil. I, I haven't used it too much lately. Uh, I mean, I think it's just, I'm a little more confident now when I'm penciling. Okay, so that's good. I don't I don't feel the the need to have that there. If it's something like my new job, where I'm not inking, okay, uh, I do use it. Okay. And I use it lightly just to, to get the, the basic structure of a character, okay. especially if it's a character I've never drawn before. So, for example, the, the, the main character of the story, Toriana, I, she's very armored. She's heavily armored, but okay. I've never drawn the armor. And I've done a few pinups and everything, but, you know, I'm getting an understanding of it. So the, okay. more, the more comfort level I have with the project, the, the less I'll use a, a okay. blue pencil. Um, also, the fact that uh, the blue pencil t- tends to leave just a hint of, of a waxy residue. Okay. So when I'm inking, it kind of just okay. separates things. All right. So I, I tend to stay away from it from that, for that reason. 
But another solution to that could be, I know some people like to blue line their pencils, so they'll go in Photoshop, and they'll, they'll essentially do the same thing and print that out and just right. ink over that. Oh, okay, I got you. So uh, there's an actual digital process now that you can actually yeah, yeah. take you, pencils you can, and you turn can, them blue? Yeah, <laughs> and, it, it, and that, the saturation can be set to however your comfort level is with that. Um, now, when it comes to inking and, and, and coloring and whatnot, do you do... I am I'm fluent in both digital and traditional mediums, but I do reference. prefer traditional medium okay because i feel there's there's a certain aspect of life that you can get in there that you just lose digitally and okay. i'm not knocking on digital artists I've, yeah. I've seen many great ones uh, one of my one of my classmates noel rodriguez amazing digital artist okay you know fantastic work but for me personally i just feel there's some there's a disconnection so uh, there, there's a certain knit and grit that i can get when i'm inking with my hands okay. and everything and i like to get in there and use you know, what a lot of people can't see actually everybody but me is that your Left index finger is covered in ink. <laughs> oh yeah, that, yeah. I was doing a little inking earlier today. I can, I could tell. And it's funny because you keep rubbing your nose, and I'm waiting for it to just smear. I've had that happen many nose. times because I'll ink before I start my shift and everything at like my job, and I'll have my work with me, and I'll, I'll, I'll ink out a page or start inking some projects out. And I'll have ink on my fingers again, and I'll rub, I'll rub my face. You go back to work with a Hitler yeah, mustache. Yeah, and I'm, I'm walking around, like, and people are just staring at me. And I'm like, what, why is everyone staring? And at this point now, I've just kind of gone straight to the thought. I'm like, oh, I probably have ink on my face. <laughs> it's just a go-to now. Yeah, and I'm just People like, are looking at me funny. I have I ink on my face probably wash this off at some point. Let's see. Uh, let's hope I get the right spot. <laughs> nope, 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 no. Most of the time, it's just me spreading more <laughs> Spreading further and <laughs> yeah. further across your face. Yeah. Now, when it comes to inking... The difference between the the brush and like a like I look at the the inking pens, if you will. Yeah. There's so many different ones, yeah, like and so many different and sizes and whatnot. Do you find it by using a brush that you get uh, more out of it than like you would the one pen? Well, there's I don't think there's a wrong way really to to ink. It's just personal preference. Okay. But I find myself where I was where I would ink with a pen because I couldn't get those lines before. Okay. So I could get the, the thin straight line that I wanted with that, right? If I'm doing like a structure building, I'll, I'll ink that with a nib or, or a pen just okay. to make sure I get that in. Any grit and everything like that, or if it's like a plain stone texture, I'll go in with a brush just because stone isn't, yeah, it looks straight from a distance, but it's not really right, right. there. It, it does it have has, a texture it, to yeah, it. Yeah, it has a texture. It has its own life, its own mm -hmm. energy in that. And um, now, now with the brush, I find myself to a point where I'm a little more comfortable with it and I can get those those thin lines that, that I used to have to use a pen for. And so I don't see, the, for me personally, I don't see the need to jump back into to the pen world. Okay. Um, if I can do it with a brush, I'll do it with a brush. Otherwise, I'll jump in with a nib and... Now, I've seen, like I, I see a lot of artists and, on, on Facebook yeah. and Instagram and all that stuff and, and I see a, a very, I don't want to call it a trend, but something that has become very, very popular is, is ink washing. Now, to me, it seems like you're painting. Yeah. Like you're going through the effort of painting, but it's just... It, there, it has its ups and downs. Um, me personally, I've done it here and there, and I enjoy it because it does remind me of painting. Okay. Um, but what I did realize is that, and some people may like this, some people may not. I personally do like it. It when you transfer it to an online uh, source like Photoshop or anything to color it. Uh huh. Even if you grayscale it and everything, you still have all those different tones there. And 
when when you add you can just add like basic flat colors to it and that texture is going to remain there okay so everything is shaded and it has a, a nice little watery texture to it and personally for my taste it works i know some people don't like that i um, you know i one of the the one person i noticed doing it a lot more regularly um you know ken lastly he's a, I'm he's a sure I've seen batman work. artist he, he big dude big yeah. black guy <laughs> Okay, I met him twice. Very, very nice guy. Um, was he the one walking around with the camera at Garden State, or is that something? No, 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 no. Yeah. He's he's from Canada. Oh. He he hasn't graced us yet, um, but uh, he's a very, very talented artist. And the, the process that I see, he like he was going. The, they had the Toronto show mm -hmm. just like I don't know a week ago or two weeks ago. And on his Facebook, he shows that he he did a bunch of sketch covers, and the amount it seemed like all of them were in a form or, one form or another in ink wash. But the color scale and, and, and the, the, the beautiful work that came out of just the same brush, maybe a little thinner paint or whatnot, mm -hmm. it, it's amazing to me yeah. that, that it's, it's all the same thing. It's ink, water, brush. Yeah, and, that, and I, I commend anyone who can, who can do something like that. It's, 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 it's very, fantastic. very impressive. It's, it's amazing. Um, when, what, is your, what is your style? Okay, now, when I ask that, we've spoken about a number of different artists. Yeah. You know, you have your, your gym leads, you have your big pecs, you have your big boobs, you have your mm -hmm. big muscles, superhero-style art. Um, you have the, the, the realism of, like, a, a, a Hildebrandt. Yeah. That, that, that's beautiful. Where, do, where, does where does your take fly? Where does it fall? My take, that? I'd say it'd have to be towards that illustrative style of capturing life like a Hildebrand like a Frizzetta and everything um, I don't really necessarily know what my style would be considered uh, but I like to think that if you see it you kind of figure it'd be me um, for me every every piece that I do I go into it with the idea of, of the character that I'm, that I'm drawing so if I draw let's say Thanos I've done plenty of Thanos he's <laughs> one of my favorite characters ah. when 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 I draw him, I draw him differently than I would, let's say, the Hulk, right? Same body type right, right. and everything. Huge guys. But the Hulk, he, he's savage. He's more animal-like. He has those instincts of, of a, like, let's say, a gorilla. Like, they have him in the Avengers movies. That's why I love him in there, because they have him moving around a little more like right, that. Right, beastly. right. Beastly. Yeah, yeah, beastly. But you have someone like Thanos who, who thinks of himself as a god. And technically, he is a god in the, in the Marvel Universe. You know, mm -hmm. he, he's... Um, He's the mut he's a mutation, you know, right, that right, stuff. Right. <laughs> I can't pull it off right now. I I, I can't remember exactly the well, no, I, but I, but he he does he is a godly figure in that universe. So he's not gonna stand the same way as the Hulk would. Mm -hmm. He's gonna have his chest a little higher up. He right. thinks highly of himself. More regal, and, like yeah, like, I got what you're saying. Yeah, and and as opposed to like let's say a Batman, who I still can't find myself drawing the the Batman that I want, okay. but I'm still trying to find it. And I know the image in my head is. He's a brooding figure. He he's he's thick. He's a wall. He's he's bigger than Superman. Right. Why? Because Superman doesn't have to be that that bulking figure, right. that, that huge monstrous figure. Because he he gets his powers from the sun and everything. Right, he's right. there. He can be lean and cut and everything and all schmexy. Yeah. <laughs> Svelte. I like the word svelt. Yeah. <laughs> but Batman, he's the pinnacle of human achievement. He's there. He he's human excellence in its pure essence. He right, right. trains himself to be that. So he's going to be a little thicker than, than Superman. He might not be as ripped right. or as toned, but he's going to 
He's just going to have something like, to him. Yeah, he's going to have gonna some be substance. fearful. When you see him, just silhouette, he's going to be fearful. And it's, it's funny that you mentioned the, the structure of certain characters because up until recently, Kingpin has always been one of my secret favorites. Yeah. Because of his, his, his structure of a big guy. I'm, I'm a bigger guy. I've always been a big guy. But the way they draw him and the way they show him in, in films is borderline like a ballerina because he is such a humongous human but he he struts yeah like he doesn't clomp he doesn't it's he's got the power and the grace of someone a third of his size and that's what i love because because we're we're in a medium without noise really it's with images Mm -hmm. it's really important to me and it's something that i'm trying to learn to 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 express better on a page is to capture those, those those soft moments of a character right. because they have they have a certain personality. They're gonna walk around differently. They're mm-hmm. gonna walk. They're gonna they're gonna strut differently. They're right. gonna stand differently. You know, someone someone like Doctor Doom. When I love that that Stan Lee idea that when he told Kirby, uh, Doctor Doom wouldn't sit just plainly like this with one arm <laughs> on one rest and the other there. He would sit like this, and he has the, the arm kind of spread out. He's yeah. leaning back a little. The way we see, like, Dr. Doom sit 85 to 90% of the time. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I feel like just an image like that can tell so much about uh, the personality of any character. It doesn't have to be in comics. It can be a person. You see a person sitting some way, you can see what their type of attitude towards life is. Yeah, their demeanor. And, yeah. And, and they don't have to be speaking. They don't have to be moving or anything. It's just a presence... It's like it, it it exudes out of them by just yeah, comfort so, level so and stuff like that. I and think you get the, that visually. At the end of the day, for me, then, if my style is driven towards anything, it's more about telling the story of each one. And, and I just happen to take a more detail-oriented path to that. Okay. You know, um, I, I, what can I say? I'm a sucker for, for the, the heavy details on anything. I think that's why I was driven that's to why people like... it takes like, you so long to draw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's why I was driven to when I was a little kid, let's say like Todd and, and Jim Lee and all these guys who were just in there with all the tick marks and crazy well, amounts yeah. of detail. I mean, see, but see, but at the, okay, there's the famous story of McFarlane's Spider-Man, yeah. okay? He loved Spider-Man. He loved drawing it. The biggest mistake he ever did was draw the curly cues on the web. Yeah. Because that became his thing. And it was such a pain in the balls to draw the curly cues on the web, but that was his thing, and he had to do it from that point on. He, it, it's, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. Okay. You're, oh, you're, you're, ta- you're, you're talking about doing a character that's coated in armor. Okay. If it's a chainmail, if it's a layered, a, a scaled effect, you're going to be drawing it because of the person that you are. Okay. Okay. Yeah. A very right. simple character. Okay. We'll go back just a. a, a let's say 10, 15 years. Yeah. Actually, let's not even go. Five years ago, before Aquaman became the relatively cool character he is now. There's two Aquaman, both of which wear orange, both of which wear green pants. But one of them has scales all over yeah. that orange. The other one is just flat orange. You could tell the, the, the detail that the artist put into it, drawing each one of those little things. And, and that's, what it, 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 that's what makes you better is taking into effect those minute details in your art. And it, and like like you said it's labor intensive it really is. Yeah. But I think the, the the perks of that is that you know you have to do the grunt work first. You need to learn the way. So now now that I'm learning, you know, how to draw certain parts of of, of like armor and things like mm-hmm. that, 
I'm learning, oh, okay, well, I can just hint at it now. Now I can just take some of the extra details off and, and just let this stand out for itself. So now, I'm, because I pushed it so much for me, and that's how I've always learned. I have to push something to the extreme, right. and then I can start pulling back. Take a back step and, back. Yeah. Nice. And nice. so things like that. So, yeah, since, since, I, was, since I was young, I, I've always been attracted to that style. So I think, if anything, my style really drives to be something like that. Uh, and, you know... Bianchi, I can see you have one of those Bianchi things. <laughs> yeah, like, we're, yeah we're, we're currently we're at my apartment, and my apartment is coated in artwork. It of is all beautiful. <laughs> if you're not seeing this, I feel sorry for you. Um, but um, yeah, like someone like Bianchi or like Frazetta, someone like that that just captures life. And Frazetta for me is someone who can capture that perfect point of action mm -hmm. in any image. You look at you look at you look at his his illustrations even. It's just basic little drawings, and he he just captures that action, that beautiful life mm -hmm. in there. Absolutely. And so every time I draw something, I've, I've strived to just be able to capture the grace of life like that. And I want to be able to do that, but I can't. So <laughs> yeah, I, I just you, keep trying. You're your second year of school. Slow your roll down. Take your time. Learn your craft. It seems like something that you're fucking jazzed to just be doing, which yeah, is like, great. I, I, mean, I, I love it. So I, I can only imagine because I know... I look at the stuff I did last year, and I'm like, oh, my God, what was I thinking? So I, 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 it, make, it makes me happy to think that if I keep working, maybe even next year, like in five years, I'll look back at the stuff I was doing now, which some of it I'm happy with, some of it I'm not. And I'll think, Jesus, what, what, why, why? <laughs> it, 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 it's, a, it's a process, mm -hmm. just like anything. And, I mean, to me, it seems like you're growing within a craft that there is no end to, yeah. which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. A lot of times people start to do something with the end in mind. And when it comes to artwork or stuff like that, there is no end. You can mm. either always learn or, or, or I, change or adjust. It's, I've never been able to wrap my mind about, around that idea that there's an end to it. It's like, but like there really isn't. Yeah, and, but I've never been able to wrap my, my head around that idea. Some people have it. Like, you see, you see yourself doing this because you want to, but no, this is the end game. Though. Like this is, it's, it's, this is it. It's a limiting their field or limiting their vision to my end game is to eventually, I don't know, be the lead artist on Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, like once I me, reach that, that's my like, end goal. I know there are certain points in, in a career that I would like to have, mm -hmm. um, but Miles it doesn't Thomas, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah but it's, it doesn't mean that it's the end. Like all, all I know is that. Even if I wasn't going to school for this, and even if, if I wasn't trying to make a career out of it, I know I'd be doing it. So You'd still be doodling. Yeah, yeah. So, like, <laughs> so for me, I don't see it. I've never just seen it as like an endgame type of thing. You it's know? a great perspective to have. And it, it's what makes me happy in life. So I, I want to keep doing it. Aww. <laughs> uh, do you have uh, contact, website, Facebook? Website's currently being built, but when that's out, I can give out the, the URL to that. It'd be tonyoheda.com, T-O-N-Y-O-J-E-D-A.com. Okay. Um, that should be, uh, that'll actually be announced on any of the other uh, points of reference that anyone can find me on, which I'm saying right now. Okay. On Twitter, uh, at the painter dude. <laughs> yeah. I made it a long time ago, and it. Your stuck. Facebook isn't that far off. Go ahead, say it. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, my, uh, my Facebook art page is Art of Anthony Ojeda. Now, yeah, okay. anyone can find me there for, <laughs> all, right. for all that That's art fine. reference. <laughs> we'll stuff. let it go with that one. <laughs> uh, last name spelled O-J-E-D-A. Uh, 
my most active account would be Instagram, which I, I have it hooked up to, to all of my art pages and everything. Okay. So anyone can find me on any of those, as, as well as Instagram, where I tend to be active, which would be underscore Tony Ojeda. Absolutely. Fantastic. T-O-N-Y-O-J-E-D-A. All of those will be yeah. noted on the <laughs> website so that we can just click and not have to spell anything out. Yeah. So listen, Anthony, and where, where you note the stuff, I can hand you my email where people can contact me for... Uh, well, there's, there's going to be a few things that I'm going to need from you. Some sort of art that goes along yeah. with the posting, something that you want to show people, and then we just take a list of links and we just Ooh. make sure that everybody knows about it. Listen, Anthony, I really appreciate you sitting down. I appreciate you considering to have me on. Hey, so, like, listen, I, I was impressed with your work and thank you. Your, 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 your personality, and that's what, that's what it's about. I didn't come off as too much of an asshole, did I? No, no, <laughs> no, no, not that much. Well, there you have it. If you're looking to get some more information on Anthony, you can check him out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, those links will be in the show notes. He's also doing a book. Uh, it's called Cryptic Urban Tales of Fright that is being put out by Mass Media Productions. So you can check that out online. And if you like this, you can check us out on geekade.com and find out all about all the rest of our shows. I hope you enjoyed.